It's time for another edition of the Sports Chumps on AM 790, The Score. Hey, this is Chris from Cranston, and I listen to the Sports Chumps every Sunday on AM 790 The Score. Hey, if you want the knowledge from the dream, I'll attempt to keep it clean. Make way for the Chumps. Chumps. Welcome back to the Sports Chumps, Season 2, Episode 14 on AM 790 The Score. My name is Mikey Nails. My broadcast partner is none other than Dean the Dream. Dean the Dream, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you, partner? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in. It's Tuesday. I had a nice three days off. Relaxed. Nice. Did my thing. And now I'm back to the grind. You're sleeveless. I am. I'm showing my guns. I've been hitting the gym. Got the trainer. Going to get down to 200 and hopefully 240 twisted steel and I can't say the other appeal. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that your fighting weight? No, my fighting weight is high school weight. Forget it. If I was my high school weight, I'd, I'd be a porn star. You're like Costanza? You yeah. buck naked? Yeah, solid. I'm, I, I'll never be my high school weight again. I was uh, playing sports, then I started DJing, then it was over. That's a lot. So, we're rocking on AM790 to score. The Sports Chumps is brought to you by Northeast Auto Body, 775 Hoffett Ave, Johnston, Rhode Island. Hours of operation are 8 to 4.30. PM, family owned and operated for over 20 years. Northeast Auto Body RI.com. Not only does Northeast do auto body work, but they also do mechanic work. They have car rentals and they provide car inspections. Northeast is a beast in the auto body world. Episode two, number 14, our favorite number 14s. Um, I'm going to start. Okay. My first number 14, this is in no particular order from good to bad, bad to good. I just, I'm going to knock them out, going to knock it out the park. It's fun. It's absolutely fun. Yes. Uh, it's one of our favorite parts of the show. Okay. So my first number 14 is the big O, Oscar Robinson. Okay. So 14, the big O. He was, I think he was 14 in college. Yep. For the University of Cincinnati. I can go with that because I think we've already used him. He also him. played in, 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 in uh, was he in the ABA? No, because no, before. Cause he's old school. But he school. was 14 and I had I think you're right. I think yeah. at the University of Cincinnati, and that's a nice job. Okay. And I would have no hesitation or have no, you know, if I had to use a college guy, whether it's Providence College, you know I'm going to go there. So it's, there's nothing wrong with using the college ranks to bring out a number. And the Big O, of course, averaged a triple-double for a season in the pros. There's not many better than the Big O. All right. My number two is Pete Rose. Of course, you and I have had this argument about Hall of Fame or not. I say he's Just a stop it, put him total in. degenerate, but someone got those 4,279 hits. I had Rose on my list, an absolute legend. Not a great manager, but a great, great ball player. Nobody played harder than Pete Rose. Ernie Banks. That's a nice job. Ernie Banks, of course, he's legendary for one thing, a quote. It came out of his mouth, and he said, let's play two. Ernie Banks loved baseball so much, he loved to play two games. Unfortunately, he was on those terrible Cubs teams his whole career. Never won a World Series, never played in a World Series, but Ernie Banks, one of the great shortstops and power hitters of all time. Robert Cousy. 
I've got Guzzi on the list. I know you've talked about him. He was playing against doctors and lawyers, but he sort of was on those red all-back teams before they started winning championships, but I think he won one or two before he retired. And, of course, Bill Russell and Satch Sanders and Heinsohn and Jones, they took it home. Uh, probably one of the most overrated Red Sox plays of all time, but I did enjoy watching him play, Jimmy Rice. Yeah, and of course, I'm not a huge Rice fan. He's on my list. He's my number one Red Soccer on this list because not many guys have wore, I don't think anybody's wore 14 since, well, it's retired now. So Jim Rice, nobody's wearing 14 for the Red Sox. It's retired. I still look at that 1978 season nails where he hit 315 with 46 homers and he had 406 total bases and he won the MVP. Jim Rice, for a, for a small time in his generation, in his era, was one of the great power hitters that we've seen. Not a great left fielder, but a, but, but a real gift power hitter. Jim Ed, of course, works for Nesson now, does a nice job in the studio. Gotta love Jim Ed Rice. Uh, I had one of our loyal listeners text me, uh, Aunt Mick, shout out to Aunt Mick, class act, and he wanted me to mention one of his uh, best favorite 14s, Muggsy Bogues. All right, early innings here on the Chumps. We're only four and a half minutes in. I didn't see that one coming. You didn't tell me. You kind of sandbagged me. I like it, though. Mick going with Muggsy Bogues, five foot three out of the University of Wake Forest. And, I mean, not many guys at 5'3 make the NBA. We love Spud Webb at 5'7. He used to throw it down. But Muggsy Bogues had a nice career in the NBA with, I, I would believe, mostly the Charlotte Hornets, correct? Absolutely. Wow, Muggsy, huh? Big shout-out to Ant Mick. We love you, Ant Mick. Thanks for listening. No, it's a solid play on his part. All right. Dan Fouts. All right. Listen, we've talked about Fouts before. Our top 10 quarterbacks of all time. We did it in one of our can shows recently before 790 to score. And, I mean, Dan Fouts, I know he played for Ear Coriel. They used to air it out. Charlie Joyner, John Jefferson. He had all the receivers. Chuck Muncie in the backfield. Kellen Winslow over the middle. Team never made it to a Super Bowl. Fouts never won anything. You can take all the numbers. He had the scruffy beard. I'm all set with Fouts. He put up numbers, but he didn't win anything. Lenny Wilkins. I love it. Came out of Providence College. Lenny Wilkins, great pro, great college player, and, a, and a, obviously a great coach. He won a championship with the Seattle Supersonics. We love Lenny Wilkins. He's one of our own out of Providence College. Steve Grogan. All right, Grogan's on my list. He used to wear the neck brace. He got housed, but he kept playing. He was split in time with Tony Eason in 86. We squished the fish, but we couldn't get it done. We got rolled in the Super Bowl by the fridge. It was ugly, but at least Grogan. Grogan had, Grogan had, he had. had Wasn't that the game that was saying that all the Patriots were on the book of sugar and they were just all out of their minds? No, it came out the day after the Super Bowl in the Boston Globe article where it said like seven guys were that had nasal problems. So, well, it was snow in January anyways, but there was some other things going on. Irvin Fryer, Stefan Starring, Tony Collins was in a ditch. I don't know. <laughs> AM 790, the score. Nails and Dream, building the brand, having a good time early, talking about the great number 14s. Michael Adams. Right, Nails loves Adams. He used to like, shoot from the hip, came out of Boston College, had a nice career with the Denver Nuggets. I believe another guy that was small, five foot nine tops. I got two, nobody cares, but I'm going to mention them because one's a troublemaker yeah. and one can stick it. Chris Dudley. <laughs> Chris Dudley, one of the worst free throw shooters of all time, came out of Yale, played for the New... They were then the New Jersey Nets. He couldn't throw it in the ocean. He couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat, but he was a solid backup center. He used to set a lot of screens. Craig Hodges. 
All right, Craig Hodges, he mooched three rings off of Jordan. Okay, he could hit the three. Did he Did he compete with Bird in a couple he of those three points? Three point. Yeah, yes. Three All right, so Hodges, Hodges was a gifted shooter with the Milwaukee Bucks, and he got his rings with Michael Jordan. I think he got three rings. I'm going to throw you for a loop here. Yeah. Eric Murdoch. All right, EMT coming out of Providence. I'm just, I'm distraught that I didn't have that one because I love EMT. I think he dropped almost 50 on Syracuse at the, at the, at the, uh, the Carrier Dome. Fry has still lost the game. He went on to have a nice career. He got drafted by uh, Utah. He backed up uh, John Stockton for a few years. Eric Murdoch, of course, his cousin Jason Murdoch, was on that 97-98 team with the Friars that almost went to the Final Four. Nobody cares about Jason Murdoch. It's stupid. Stop. It's like Larry Bird's brother. No one cares. All right, Neil's referring to Eddie Bird. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And I agree. No one cares. All right, that's all I got for 14s. No, you did a great job with it, so I'm going to be real quick here. Obviously, I had Rice... I had Grogan, I had Rose and, and Cousy, and I'm just going to give you two that, that, that you didn't mention. Of course, Lou Pinella played right field for the Yankees in the late Sweet 70s. Lou Sweet Lou. And, of course, he made that play in the sun in the 78 playoff game. Yeah, and where, where the ball was hit, Remy hit a line drive to right center, and Rose, I mean, uh, Pinella knocked it down. That was a big play in the game. Great ball player and obviously a great manager. A lot of people, uh, you know, don't give him enough credit as a manager. He won the 1990 World Series with the Cincinnati Reds as a manager. And he was also the manager of that that uh, Seattle team in 2001 that won like 120 games. And got, they mushed it in the first round of the playoffs. But uh, Lou Pinello, a great manager. And I got one more. I got to go Paisan here. I'm Italian. So I'm going to go with the immortal Vinny Testaverde, okay? Um, he came out of the University of Miami. He was the number one pick in the draft. He was colorblind, but he threw for a lot of yards in his career. Vinny Testaverde, well, obviously he threw a lot of picks. He could only see like shades of the color, but it was it was difficult for him. But uh, Vinny Testaverde, he had the like four picks against Penn State in the national championship game and did have a cup of coffee holding the clipboard for the New England Patriots during their dynasty. No one cares about Vinny T. Go no go Google his stats. He threw for a lot of yards. No I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer or anything because I don't. You know how I am about Hall of Fame. He's got no hardware. Nails looking at my left hand, concerned about some type of contact. I don't know, but um, I'm gonna go with Vinny Testaverde. He's my final number fourteen. All right, all right. We're locked and loaded. We're cashing checks and snapping necks. We are the Sports Jumps. This is season two, episode fourteen on AM seven ninety. The Squaw. Moving on, NFL. Patriots losing overtime with Bailey Zappy, a.k.a. Zippy. 27-24. That's not saying much for Rodgers and Green Bay. Uh, but a win is a win for Green Bay. Uh, Zippy, 10 for 15, 99 yards, 1 TD. Rodgers, 21 for 35, 2 TDs, 1 interception. If I was Aaron Rodgers, I would be very concerned where this season is going for them. Yeah, of course, Nails. This, you know, wins are wins, and it's it's all about survival. He's if you're looking at the big picture, I think he is a little concerned, and I think he was quoted as saying, you know, winning like this is not sustainable. You know, these scrape it out games, and I think he feels like he he dodged a bullet on Sunday. Um, you know, coming out of there with a win, 27-24 in overtime at home against a depleted Patriot team that didn't have their starting quarterback. Oh, and by the way, late in the first quarter, didn't have their backup quarterback anymore. And as you said, the aforementioned Bailey Zappi. I know you're calling him Zippy to be funny, and I like it. It's a nice little analogy. But you look at it, this this game, it, it, this game was there for the Patriots. Let's talk about the New England side of it. It's there for them. You know, they, they manage this kid. They hand, they hand the ball off. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson, the two-headed running back, 
got things done, opened up a little bit of play action. Zappi made a few plays when he had to, but it looked to me like when they got to overtime, the Patriots played a little bit conservative, and they were afraid to go out and say, you know what, let's go out and win this game. And you and I may differ on our philosophies. I'm not saying they should have went for it on on fourth and five from the 50-yard line, but there's only so many times and so many chances where you're going to give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers, and he's not going to burn you because it's going to happen at some point. Exactly. Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers, but I am going to give it to the Patriots for hanging in there, sticking in there. Solid, solid, solid showing. Now, let's move forward. All right, we got the Pats versus the Lions. They're actually in Gillette. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Pats and my boy Zippy if he's playing. That's the question mark. Yeah, and of course, as we I think the kid. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go, Nails. I think if you give him a chance. See, we were talking about this. You're saying that they're holding him back because they want to just play the football game. But I'm I'm saying the season's over. Let the kid play. Let's see what he's got. Right. No, listen, I don't disagree with you. Listen, here's the deal. They drafted Zappi. We talked to Dr. Football a few months back. He liked the draft pick. You got him out of the fourth round. He set tons of records in college. He looks a little small to me, Neil. That's all I'm going to say. He's got a he hell of an arm. I, I'm not saying he can't see over the line. It's not. We're not talking flutie flakes here, but he's a little small to me. He's got a nice arm, okay? But the, listen, at this point right now, of course, I know what Brian Hoyer is. 11 straight starts as a quarterback, as a starting quarterback in the league, and he's 0 for 11. He's total mush. He's put up a goose egg. We know what he is. He's a game manager, and I've seen instances where he can't manage the game. Zappy, we don't know. So I'd rather go with the unknown and take a shot with him. Hoy is a crumb. Crumb. Crumb's on the table. Crumb. Yeah. You got it? Well, when you say crumb, crumb is a ball player or crumb is a human being? Because when you say a crumb, crumb usually... A, no, crumb is a ball player. All right, because usually I don't know him when you personally. say crumb, you're making it sound like he's not a good guy. I don't know him like that. All right, that. I think he should be a coach. I think they should put him he's on the staff as a quarterback guy. coach. He's, That's he's what he is. Clip out. Yeah. He's a clipboard. Yeah, so basically the guy holding that should be holding the headsets, wearing the headsets, holding the clipboard, was your starting quarterback in Green Bay. Now, he had a nice drive early in that game. I hate to hop back to that game. He had a nice drive early in the game, but of course, they got three points from Nick Falk. He can't get one inside the red zone. Forget about it. Hoy is not taking it to the promised land. Zappy, we don't know. You're going to face... Oh, I got news for you, not to interrupt, yep. but the Patriots are not going to the promised land anytime soon. No, but at 1-3, and three, obviously, to, they would have been nice to steal that game. They would have been 2-2 two and two and feeling good about themselves. But now at 1-3, you've got a home tilt on Sunday afternoon versus the Detroit Lions at Gillette, at Gillette Stadium. And of course, Zappy's probably going to get the shot unless Hoyer at the last second is cleared in concussion protocol. So you look at this game right now. Detroit comes in under Soup Campbell, and I keep picking them every week. I'm going to pick the Patriots in this game because they're at home, and i got to believe they get off the schneid here. you got to figure, of course, Detroit continues to do enough to lose football games. They're 1-3, but they're putting up points, Nails, and you got it in front of you. They put up 45 against your boy Geno Smith on Sunday. They lost. They gave up 48. So, obviously, they're not Geno doing Smith's anything. Geno Smith's having a hell of a year. Yeah, he is, but we're going to get to him later. But, of course, in this matchup, Jared Goff, he's having a good year. I'm not a Goff fan, but he's got 11 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, and, of course, he's got the two-headed running back. DeAndre Swift is injured. He may not play in this game. He's questionable. He's on my injury report, but they've got the Jamal Williams kid who's the backup. He has had a 51-yard touchdown on Sunday. And, of course, watch out for breakout tight end TJ Hawkinson. He's the tight end that, that Goff likes to go on the security blanket underneath. That's his guy right now. And he's one of the leaders in yards per catch. He's doing a great job for, for, um, for, the, for the Detroit Lions. Scoring points is not their problem. So the Patriots' defense has to be ready in this game because, you know what, there's no doubt the Patriots look like they're going to be able to score points against this defense. 
led by Aaron Glenn, the former Jets cornerback back in the 90s. He leads that defense, and they can't stop anybody right now. you gotta let the, you got to let the shackles off the kid and let him play. you got to let the quarterback play. Season's not – they're not going anywhere. Let the kid play. Let's see what he has. No, I, I, I agree with you on that, Neil. So you're, I, you're going with the Pats. I'm going to pick the Patriots in this game. You know I love the kid Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher, the number two pick out of Michigan. He's 6'7", 267. I love this kid. Three sacks already. And I love the Italian kid, the linebacker, middle linebacker, Alex Anzalone. He's got 24 solo tackles so far. So those are the two guys on defense that I would be looking out for, but they haven't been able to stop anybody, like I said. So the Patriots should be able to score points and, and get the ball up and down the field, pretty much be able to do whatever they want. So, I mean, I, I, I think this would be the game you say, you know what, Zappy, go out and sling it and do your thing. And you're still going to have that two-headed running attack with Stevenson and and uh, and Damian Harris. From here on out, it's Zippy. All right, Nails is going with Zippy instead of Zappy. Mm, 16 minutes into the chumps here. Season 2, episode 14. We're getting it done here. And I'm going to tell you something else. You, um, I'll tell you something that disgusted me about the Green Bay game was, was the performance of Isaiah Wynn at right tackle. I think you've seen maybe... I'm not saying you've seen the last of him because you need depth, but there's no doubt they're going to be looking to trade him at the deadline. I think he's total swell. He's making 10 beans. All right, he's done nothing. They promoted Marcus Cannon from the practice squad. Okay, they prom promoted Cannon, who's been out of football for a year and a half. So you're bringing back Marcus Cannon and linebacker Jamie Collins re-signed with the Patriots this week. So you're looking at two guys that were a part of your core for years. What does that say about the indictment on the roster that, that Belichick has put together? Where you're taking guys that you had before off the scrap heap that nobody else wanted, and you're plugging and playing them. You're not bringing them in as insurance policies. They're playing. Cannon got ma major snaps in this game, actually played pretty well. And of course... Jamie Collins, for I think it's his third or fourth stint with the Patriots. They continue to sign him. I think it's his fourth stint with the Patriots. So obviously there's issues at linebacker. There's issues on both sides of the ball. And, and there's just a, a lot of things that can happen. And of course, the one bright spot, one of the bright spots I took out of the Green Bay game was the performance of rookie Jack Jones, the cornerback who had a fumble recovery and a pick six off Aaron Rodgers for a touchdown. Uh, I just will tell you this. He needs to just keep his mouth closed because I guess he made some comments in the post game about the fact that, you know, uh, how dare Rodgers throw my way? That's not a good idea on all his right, spot. Right. Stop it now. You've been in the league an hour. All right, make plays, win games. First of all, win the game. Yeah. All right, so don't talk about what so you he's, did. He's becoming a punk. Yeah, right well, and, and obviously there's, there's rumors about this kid that, like, he's not a bad kid, but like they're saying on the field, he's sort of like the kid digs on Dallas. He'll get some picks. But it's, it's feast or famine. He's going to get burnt a lot, too. So he's taking chances. And obviously, they need help at that position. Jonathan Jones got torched the other day on the right side. So they've got some issues. Jalen Mills was out in this game, so they need to get him back. And, of course, I'm going to go with the Patriots in this game. And I don't think it's going to be a blowout because I don't think the Patriots can blow anybody out. I think it's going to be a fun, I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. See the Pats making the playoffs? I do not. And, of course, as we air the show, we're on Facebook Live here, Dream and Nails. One of our uh, loyal listeners, Steve McManus, by, by the way, um, an old nemesis uh, baseball guy I used to play against. He cut your heart out on the mound through gas, like 12 to 6 curveball. He had it all. He, obviously, you're looking at it. He's saying the Pats are going to make the playoffs. I haven't seen Steve in a long time. He's a great guy. I think he's totally delusional to think that they're going to win 10 football games. But if he believes it, okay, maybe there's some hope there. All right. Let's do a quick rundown of week five. We're going to start with Thursday night's game. You ready, Dream? I am. All right. Colts versus the Broncos. I'm going with Denver. 
Okay, so obviously by the time we hear this game's already been played. Uh, Nails, I got to be honest with you, I, I, I tortured myself on this game all day today. I kept looking at it. And I'm like, I just, I can't figure out either one of these teams. Russell's off to a slow start with Denver. Indianapolis, I don't know what they're doing. They can win at home against against Kansas City. And then they lose the next, they're just so inconsistent. Well, I just you can't give Denver. The, you got to, I don't mean to interrupt. You got okay. to give Denver a little bit of the, the edge. The edge, yeah, yes, because they're, they're home and they're, they do, they do. They definitely do. I, I, that's my opinion. I mean, the Colts, I mean, I don't know what's going on. Well, I'm going to tell you one thing. Russell's going to need more help in the backfield from Melvin Gordon, who's been up and down since his since his acquisition from the, the L.A. Chargers. He's going to need him because they lost their starting running back, the kid Williams. He tore his ACL. It's going to be in the injury report. So I think Russell, I think he's having a hard time adjusting to Nathaniel Hackett's offensive schemes and their new system. He's coming over from Seattle. It takes time. They should be happy right now that they have two wins. But um, in this one, I'm with you. I think just because of that at home, I, 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 every time it seems like Indiana, Indianapolis, I can't figure them out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Denver because they're at home. All right, next game, Giants, Packers, and that's in London. Not New London, Connecticut, but London with Big Ben. Well, that's hardcore, Nils. Um, listen, of course, we saw what Green Bay did on Sunday. Happy to escape with a win versus the Patriots at home. Uh, the Giants... Listen, Daniel Jones, he's doing enough to win football games. It's nice to see Saquon Barkley healthy again. They're doing enough to win football games. That was an awful, awful offensive team, the Chicago Bears, on last Sunday. Justin Fields can't get out of his own way. I figure, you know, they're winning football games. The Giants did 3-1, and one, but I think they, they dropped to 3-2. and two. I'm taking Green Bay in London. I don't care where that game's played. All right, solid. Steelers versus Buffalo. You know who I'm going with because you know who I like. Yeah, so of course, you know, I got my wish. We talked about Mitchell, as you call him, Mitchell Biscuit. Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky, Biscuit. completely awful. He got pulled in the, after the first half. And of course, Kenny Pickett came in and gave them some energy. But they couldn't finish that game off and beat the Jets. That's a tough loss for Pittsburgh. Uh, the kid Pickett threw three interceptions, but they are going forward with him. Okay? He is the guy there. And I thought, you and I talked about this in the preseason. I thought it would be maybe week eight before we see him. You can cut that in half. It's week four, week five, we've, we're seeing him now. And I'm excited to see Pickett. I think he can do some things with his legs. I don't care if his hands are small. But in this game, of course, I talked to, and of course, we have a pick of the week from our, uh, you remember the days of uh, CBS with Brent Musburger and Jimmy the Greek? Well, I've got George the Greek. He's my insider, okay? okay. And he makes a pick a week, and he Eddie mushed it last week with Indy. But he gets another crack at it. He says, you take you take uh, Buffalo at home with Josh Allen, and you lay the 14 points, okay? Minus 14 at home, giving it to Pittsburgh. They're going to roll it up. And he said he's so confident in that. You go, you place that bet in person. You stand there, and you wait for the game to end, and you collect your money from the teller right after the game. Oh, it's aggressive. So, yeah, we got to give the Greek assassin another crack at it. All right. Los Angeles Chargers at the Browns. That's a tough, that's a tough game to call. Um, I'm going to go with the Browns. Well, you know what? You went against the Browns last week, and nice job. You picked the Dirty Birds. I, every time you see the Dirty Birds, I believe you still think Jamal Anderson's on the team. But you were right. In this game, they got it done, and they beat Cleveland. Cleveland's had a couple of tough losses so far. Jacoby Brissett did a little bit more, and they played a little bit more sound football. Get back to basics. Run it with Chubb and Hunt. Get the job done. You've got Cooper. He can catch the ball. They've got a good team. The kid, Njoko, the, the tight end, I like him too. Um, this is like one of those games where it's like, I want to pick Cleveland, but it's like, uh, uh, that that's a tough one. I'm going to go with Herbert on the road. Fractured ribs and all. I'm taking the charges. Oh, that's solid. It's a solid take. They're not winning, though. 
I'll just let you know that. Well, I like it when we're on the other sides of the mm. fence. It's nice. Chicago Bears versus the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going with Minnesota. All right, so obviously I came into the season just I, I you obviously you can see not disdain. You know how I felt about Stafford last year, and I'm doing it with Kirk Cousins now. There was actually something posted on Facebook. I've told you he's a marginal quarterback getting paid a lot of money. This guy's made so much money in this league. He's had two big contracts. I said he's an average 500 quarterback, and I saw his his numbers as a starting quarterback. He's 60 and 60. He's completely down the middle. You could flip a coin on this guy, but I'm done picking against them. I I think they got something going on there in Minnesota. I told you last week I like the running back Dalvin Cook mm -hmm. and I love the kid Justin Jefferson the wide receiver they've got some offensive pieces there their defense is a little better than I thought it was going to be I'm taking Minnesota in this game all right Seahawks at Saints I think that's an easy win for the Seahawks all right, Nails is still on Geno Stake Smith. He likes him. He put up 48. I don't know if it was all him, but Geno Cheese Steak. Cheese Steaks. All right, Nails is big on Smith. He should be holding a clipboard, but he's not. I don't know what Drew Locks had COVID for Seven like two solid, months. Yeah. No, he's doing he's doing okay, and I'm not giving him any credit. Um they're on the road versus the Saints. I don't know what to make of this of, of this of the Saints because Jameis Winston's been hurt. When he plays, he stinks. And he hasn't had some of his core guys. Kamara's been in and out. Michael Thomas seems to be always hurt now. He was a 100-catch guy a few years ago. And I love the kid Olave out of Ohio State. But in this game, I mean, Seahawks on the road at New Orleans. You're going, you're going, uh, you're going Seahawks, huh? Yeah. All right. I'm going against you. I'm going Saints at home, even though I don't believe in them at all. Okay. Well, that, well how would you pick them then? Because you go against you just want to go against me. Yes. I feel you're like just it. like the evil brother. I feel like it because you because you you, you you just want to go. You <laughs> contemplated a flex, and then I'm getting comments about like no sleeves. I mean, all right, listen. Twenty five minutes into the chumps, if you're on Facebook Live, you can see Nails flexing. He's going to the gym. Personal trainers, things are looking up for Nails. Okay, I don't hear the the chair squeeching as much as it used to. Things are good. <laughs> all right, we got the fins. At the Jets, the Finns had an unfortunate incident. Uh, we are giving our heartfelt prayers to Tua. Um, we don't want to see that ever happen on the football field. And unfortunately, um, I'm going to go with the Jets on this. I got to be honest with you. I don't, I've never seen a scenario since we've been doing the show with 66 episodes in. I don't think there's been many instances where I'm saying I'm picking the Jets. And I'm really not sure right now as I'm speaking to you what I'm going to do. But I will say this. Teddy Bridgewater is one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. He takes over for Tua Tugavailoa, who's out with the concussion. And even though the Jets had that great win versus Pittsburgh, now even though they're at home, I'm going to take Miami on the road in this game. And I think Bridgewater is a guy that can bridge the gap. He's not the guy you want to say, here's the keys to the car, run the show. But I think for a few games, he can do it. Dirty Birds at Tampa Bay, and I am going to stick with the Dirty Birds. All right, Nails continues to pick the Falcons and Marcus Mariota every week, okay? And it's, I think they're 2-2, two and two, so it's not that bad, all right? All far-fetched. But um, Tom Brady, I thought he put up some fantasy numbers the other night. I think it was like some swill. I think uh, they got rolled by Kansas City. And, of course, everybody bragged about that Tampa defense. I didn't see it in that game, I'll tell you that much. That was, that was ugly. And Brady only lost by, I think, 10 or 11, but that game wasn't even as close as that but again at the end of the day at home I think the, the schedule softens up for TB12 I don't care if they're living in separate residences I like Tom Brady and the and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady had some strong statements on Fox about concussions um, he said it's part of the game he said that it's to be expected and he is a boxing fan and it happens in boxing all the time 
I agree with Tom, but unfortunately, Tom, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. Yeah. And it is part of the game. But you have to, if you're making the millions of dollars, you have to expect that. We're going to get into that whole situation uh, probably after the MLB segment. And we're, we're going to dig a little deeper into that. We're going to move on right now. Titans versus the Washington Commanders. Oh, wow. That's, uh, uh, hang on. I want to see here. Mm. I, I got I to hope that Washington wins this game. They need to win. You know I'm a big Ron Rivera fan. I'm not a big Carson Wentz fan. I think he's like, like I said, this is it for him. I don't care if he's not even, I don't even know if he's 30 yet, but the bottom line is he's he's itching to hold a clipboard. This is his third team in three years. He hasn't got it done. I don't think he's ever been the same since that since that uh, ACL injury. I'm going to go with the Titans on the road. Derrick Henry did have 100 yards on the ground. They, they're showing a little bit of life. I think Vrabel gets the best out of his players. Even though I'm not a big Tannehill fan, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Tennessee in this game. Texans at the Jaguars. Texans a complete swill. Easy win for the Jags. Yeah, and I don't think, again, we just talked about the aforementioned New York Jets, and I said, like, I don't envision a scenario where I pick them. But on this time, I am going to this time I am gonna pick a team that I thought I'd never pick. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. I told you Trevor Lawrence is still the guy there. He's a franchise quarterback. They've had some nice wins early in the season already. I like what they've been doing, okay? And I think the Houston Texans play hard, but they just don't have the horses with Davis Mills. I'm, I'm going to take, uh, take Jacksonville. The Niners at the Panthers, the Galloping Chicken. Is in complete fuego. I'm going with the Niners. Well, that's hardcore, Niels. Um, so obviously, I'm going to throw a little stat at you. The San Francisco 49ers, after that, after that whooping that they put on the Rams on Monday Night Football, I think that's eight. It, it, Jimmy Garoppolo is eight and zero or seven and zero versus versus the Rams. He seems to have their number. I told you, Stafford stunk on ice. He threw a pick six in this game. He was awful. Garoppolo, that defense is great. All he has to do is manage the games, and they are averaging 11.5 points per game defense. So they have the top defense in the NFL as far as points allowed. And I, I, I got to love the fact that Garoppolo just does enough. I think he was 16 for 27 in this game versus the Rams, but it's enough. They have enough guys in Debo Samuel. He'll get you 100 yards. He can get you 100 yards receiving and 100 yards rushing, and he'll never go down on first contact. Um, I'm with you. I'm going to go uh, San Francisco. America's team, Dallas Cowboys versus the L.A. Rams. I think Dak Prescott should just stay out the whole season. I know I keep not saying good things about Dallas, but if it keeps going this way, hey, you know what? They're having a good year so far. I'm going to go with Dallas here. Okay, so obviously, just because I just got a hunch here, this is all I'm going on. Dallas has been playing well. The Rams have not been playing well. But I'm going to go with the Rams in this game, even though I'm not a Stafford guy. They're at home, and I think the Cooper Rush, he's 3-0 this year as a starter, doing a great job. Did win a game last year, so he's 4-0 overall. as four starts as an NFL quarterback. I think it comes to an end. I think the Rams need a win really bad. They're at home with their fans, and they get back to basics. Philly at Arizona. I'm going to go with Philly in a big blowout here. Oof. Oh boy. Oh God. I, I, you know, and I think I told you two weeks ago that I, I'm trying nails to get on the Jalen Hurts bandwagon. All right, I'm on it now. He wins football games. He's been effective. His numbers are pretty good. He can do it on the ground. He can throw in the pocket. He can roll out. I love that roster. AJ Brown. They run the ball with Miles Sanders. I like this team. Um, we picked. I think I picked Arizona last week on the road, and they got a nice win. 
I don't like Kyla Murray. I'm not in love with that team, to be honest with you. I'm with you. I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take Philly on the road. Cincinnati Bengals at Baltimore Ravens. We're going with Baltimore. Ooh. The Bengals are starting to. I'm good with the Bengals. Well, you, you know what, Niels? I respect your your pick, but you're also picking the Ravens team that was up twenty to three on Sunday versus the Buffalo Bills, and they allowed Josh Allen to come back. And I didn't like John Harbaugh's decision late in that game to go for to go for it on fourth down when you had a chance. You had a chance in that game to kick the three with Justin Tucker and to maybe go overtime or at least, like, you know, keep your defense on the field where you get to overtime. I didn't like that decision. Um, of course, they're at home in this game. Oh, you're picking the, oh. I'm going to, I'm taking the Bengals on the road. Taking the Bengals. I think Burrow's got something going. Okay. LV Raiders versus the KC Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Oh, boy. That's, uh, it's, well, that's a tough one. That's a it's tough not one. Tough. Raiders are well, one. yeah, no. Well, listen, you know the Raiders at one and three. McDaniel's finally gets his numbers. first win. I got the numbers. Okay. All right. Um, They're home, Kansas City. Yeah, I mean Patrick Mahomes. As long as Mahomes is is there, I mean, there's really not much you can say. I think that's the Sunday night game. I'm going to take Mahomes. It seems like he's always on. Uh, he's always on the game of the week. It always seems. Okay. It's the Monday night. Show. Oh, all right. Okay, so that's Monday not, night. Not not to correct you because you you are always. Oh, all right. I had the, uh, yeah. Right. I was in. Yeah, I was in the sporting news. I was in. All right. Nails is put it down. Nails is critiquing like what I reference. Okay, the Lindy report or the Lindy sports. Okay, dreaming nails getting it done. Not here. Lindy's chocolates. It's yeah. The sporting Thirty-two over minutes there. into the chumps here. By the way, it doesn't really matter. We're picking Mahomes in this game. Um, every all the Raiders fans are off the ledge after a win last week. But you're thinking, and I think we're both thinking they dropped to one in four. All right, up next is the injury report, which is brought to you by our sponsor, Northeast Auto Body. Northeast Auto Body, 775 Hoffman Ave, Johnston, Rhode Island. Hours of operation are 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Family owned and operated for over 20 years. NortheastAutoBodyRI.com. Phone number 401-437-8444. Not only does Northeast do auto body work, but they provide mechanic work, car rentals, and car inspections. Northeast is a beast in the auto body world. Call them for all your car needs. 401-437-8444. Injury report. Dean the Dream. All right, Neil. So there's a, obviously there's a bunch. I can't cover them all, but the major ones, of course. Um, Denver running back Javante Williams He's out for the season with a torn ACL, and I think it's the LCL also. He, he tore the whole knee. We wish him the best. Our prayers are with him. He's not going to play until next year. 204 yards, averaging four over four yards a carry. He's doing a nice job for them, and that's why I mentioned they're going to need Melvin Gordon to step it up because uh, Williams is done for the season. Also, again, sticking with Denver here, linebacker Randy Gregory, the, the free agent acquisition from the Dallas Cowboys, he goes to IR but with the uh, designation to return. He's going to be out two to six weeks with a knee injury. He's a great edge rusher for them. They need him back, okay? Uh, Falcons running back Cordell Patterson, of course, got a ring with the Patriots a few years back. He's considered a running back now because he's been running the ball for them. 58 carries for 340 yards. He goes to IR with a knee injury, three touchdowns on the season, but it looks like he could be back before the season's over. 
Um, you mentioned the aforementioned Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys. Touching my, it's touching me over here. Right, like Nails it. didn't like the physical contact, but, you know, personal trainer, and he's sleeveless. So there's a lot of factors going on here. But Dallas quarterback Dak Prescott, he's been ruled out versus the Rams. So it looks like Rush is going to get another crack at it. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. He's 3-0 and as a starter, 4-0 and going back to next year. But Prescott's making progress. He still can't really grip the ball. And I think the, the Cowboys are being cautious with him. Okay, and of course, finally, Detroit running back. This affects the Patriot game on Sunday. Detroit running back DeAndre Swift. He missed the last game. He's questionable with a knee injury. Here's a kid that's like seriously 27 attempts for 231 yards and a touchdown. But the big stat here: 8.6 yards a rip every time he touches the ball in the backfield. He's the number one guy in the NFL with yards per carry. He will be back. He may not be back for this game. Questionable. Middle of the week. Tells me that there's a good shot he could play. They've got the running, the, the backup Jamal Williams who can spell him. So obviously Detroit has, they have no problem scoring points. They may keep him out of this game. All right, that's the injury report brought to you by Dean the Dream. You are listening to the Sports Chumps, season two, episode 14 on AM 790, The Squad. You can check out all of our podcasts up on our website. Our website is thesportschumps.com. If you don't like Spotify, just Google the Sports Chumps. And all of our podcasts are on every platform, not only Spotify. If you'd like to sponsor us, uh, email us for rates. They're very affordable. You will get out to thousands of listeners on AM, and I, on AM 790 The Squaw. Our email is thesportschumps at gmail.com. You can contact Dean or Mike. Moving on, MLB, Aaron Judge, he is now the all-time American League home run hitter. Yeah, I mean, he, it, it was it was a long time coming. And as we're sitting here airing it, Facebook Live, In the Cave, episode 14 of season two, Aaron Judge goes bridge. He hits, he hits number 62. Um, it, was, it was a nice moment in Texas. You've got two days left in the season, and he does it off the, the immortal um, Jesus Tinoco, okay? But the bottom line is the- See that name again? Jesus Tinoco. All right, he threw a slider away and Judge like pulled it and, and, and jacked it, okay? 62 home runs, he passes Roger Maris. The ironic thing here is Roger Maris had 61 home runs and it took 61 years for the record to be broken. Aaron Judge is now the all-time American League leader in home runs. You know I don't value bonds in, in the National League, so in my eyes, Aaron Judge is the all-time home run leader, period. But I know that there's some discrepancies. Some people still value what Bonds did. I do not. So, of course, congratulations to Aaron Judge. I think he's fallen off a little bit this last week. There's only a couple of days left in the season. I think he's fallen off a little bit with batting average, so he's probably not going to win the Triple Crown. But what a great season. He's has over 130 RBIs, 62 home runs, and he has done everything for this New York Yankee team. Congratulations to Aaron Judge. He's going to really cash in in the offseason uh, with a huge, huge, huge contract. Yes, big congratulations to the New York Yankees and... Aaron Judge. Congratulations. Congratulations on being the all-time American League home run hitter. No, it's a, it's a great thing, Nails. And, of course, obviously you see it's weird. This is a, a strange season. You, people forget you, you had the lockout. We've, we had a couple of COVID seasons. And then we had the lockout. So, like, everybody's saying, wait, baseball's still going on. The season used to end on a Sunday. Here we are. We sit here. We do a show on a Tuesday. We air on a Sunday. And it's like there's still a couple of games left here. There's still some things that need to be decided, okay? So I'm just going to kind of, like, roll around and kind of talk about a few things. You, you mentioned Albert Pujols in our production meeting. He's got 703 home runs. The guy does 
doesn't stop. He's going to take that team into the playoffs with Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina. I don't know if you saw that whole thing ESPN did where they all three came off the field at the same time. Yes. I thought that was nice. What'd you think of that? I, I thought it was very classy. Yeah. Very classy move by the organization. Yeah, the organization the of Oliver Mommel, who's actually the son of Felipe Alou. They have different last names, but that's his son. He's done a nice job as a manager there. He's taken his team into the playoffs, but it's the last time, even though there's games left, the last time that those three would be on the field in a regular season game together. And it was a nice, nice, nice thought. It's been a magical year for Pujols. It really is. And he didn't, like, I told you, I've been saying this podcast after podcast, show after show, and it's like unbelievable, like 703 home runs, 24 on the season, though, and he's not, he's not not hitting 210 like the, the, this day and age is hit is. And of course, I think of Kyle Schwarber, who was a Red Sox last year, 46 home runs for the Philadelphia Phillies this year. And a lot of people are saying we the Red Sox let him go. Also taking the consideration, he's hitting low 200s. He's a liability defensively, but Schwarber has helped the Phillies into the playoffs. He propelled them to the postseason. So in this day and age where, you know, batting average doesn't mean much. But I love that classy move um, that the uh, St. Louis organization uh gave you know a send-off to those three, to that trio, because you'll never see three guys like that again in their early 40s. It's, it's a, it was a nice moment. On a negative note, the Red Sox still suck. Well, that's an aggressive play on your part, Niels. They're playing out the string. Bogey went bridge tonight. Nobody cares. Sonny from Bronxdale, nobody cares. Well, okay? only one thing to care about. You mentioned it earlier. You forgot what you mentioned earlier? The Medulla Amblogata. Let's go. Rewind. Uh, for the Red Sox? Yeah. The the, only one what, that the thing. season's going to be over? No, the only one good thing we just talked about about 20 minutes ago. Whose last game is it on air? It's Dennis Eckersley's. There you go. Who you know I love? The medulla amblogata kicked yes, in. Yes, and of course, the Red Sox, I was saying, they were talking earlier, Dave O'Brien, he was choked up in the in the broadcast booth. They were talking about how it's his last game, and they were saying like how they, the Red Sox organization honored him with like some plaque that said 50 on it. And I'm like, you know me with numbers. I'm like, wait a minute, he wore 43. And there was like, no, it's fifty because, it's it's fifty because he's been in the Reds, he's been in baseball for fifty years. So he came in when he was like nineteen. He's like sixty nine. So it's the whole thing with that. Okay, I just want to jump around really quick before we put a bow on sure, baseball. Sure, go right ahead. Yeah. So you and I talked. About, I, I've been mentioning this for a couple of years now. You had some funny comments in old shows that we did. Tony Larusa, three time World Series champion, great manager. He decides to retire. He's had some health issues. You had some funny comments when we talked about some foolish things he was doing a couple of months ago. You said he should be somewhere like in Aruba with like the little like the uh, having the cocktails with the with little the umbrella. umbrellas on it. Yeah. yeah. So obviously he's taking your advice. Okay. He's going home now. You heard us. You listened they, to the they, show. They were picked to win the division this year. They totally underachieved, but I don't think it's all LaRusse's fault. But that was a questionable signing at the time they brought him in at 76, 77. I think. His time at the game had already passed him by. Okay, a um, few other uh, notes. It's time for some pina coladas. Yeah. So uh, sp speaking of people that are out, of course, I know you love Donnie baseball, but Donnie baseball, Don Mattingly. This happened a week ago. He's out in Miami. It was a mutual decision. You feel bad for him. He was never. He's never got that coveted World Series championship. All those years in New York, they got good after him, and then he was before. They weren't very good. So obviously, Mattingly wasn't going to win in Miami. So we wish him the best. Maybe he gets on a staff somewhere. Okay. Um, LaRusse is gone. Seattle, first time in the postseason since 2001. Congratulations to the Mariners. They got the kid Julio Rodriguez back, one for three back after missing a couple of weeks with a back injury, okay? Um, the Atlanta Braves, that was a crazy series over the weekend. All those, all those days in first place for Buck Showalter and the Mets, they falter down the stretch. They play a big three-game series in Atlanta. They line up their pitching staff with Scherzer, 
DeGrom, and Bassett, and they get swept. Yeah. Brooms were out in Atlanta, okay? They blow a 10-and-a-half game lead. They're still in the postseason, but now they got to play a wild card series. So Buck Showalter, the guy who can't get over the hump and win that World Series, he's going to have to play more games than he was hoping to play. And I, I, I'm sorry, but DeGrom has faulted down the stretch. So, of course, the Braves, the defending world champions... You got to get through them before this uh, before this thing is all said and done. And of course, as we hear this show, you got Facebook Live here. One of our loyal listeners, Dave Filipkowski, he's talking about some you know a team that he thinks could be uh, dangerous in the postseason. He's talking about the Toronto Blue Jays in the American League, another team that I I just I they have I think they have more talent than anybody, but I just don't buy them. All right, is that a solid take on MLB? It is. All right, a little preseason started with uh, the NBA. I know you had a couple of topics you'd like to talk about quick. Yeah, obviously, you know, the the, the Celtics under Joe Mazzulla played a uh, preseason game on Sunday versus the Hornets. They look good. Guys look hungry. The system's there. It's in place. Um, the Celtics looking for, for help on that front court with Rob Williams out with the knee injury. And, of course, Gallinari's done for the season. They signed Blake Griffin, who's, who basically has no lift. He can't barely play anymore. I would have been excited about this uh, five years ago. I don't know. Right now, I'm just, I, I like the move because it's a nice depth move, but um, I don't know how much uh, Blake's got left in the tank. I don't know if you can shed any light on that. Uh, I think Blake Griffin is more of a, when the playoffs come around, you throw him in and he has a little spurt, and that's as far as it goes. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's gone. He's, you, you know, he's spent. You know what my problem is, Nails? I have a problem. Like, maybe it's hard for me to accept, like, watching a guy that plays. A certain way for five, six, seven years, and then all of a sudden, when they lose, they don't lose. He a bottomed step. out. They don't lose a step. They lose like four steps. Yeah. And then now there's a guy who used there's to no interest. This guy who used to play above the rim and dunk over people and with the Clippers. Now he's just he just spots up and shoot threes. Well, you now. know what he's doing? He's collecting a check. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Right, but he's but he's not collecting the old days. Those twenty million day, twenty million dollar days are over. Right, so he's playing. He's yeah. well. Then obviously he must want the ring and thinks that he has a shot to get well, it. Well, he and, does have a shot. Well, and of course I think I told you this. Wouldn't after, it be something? Yeah. If Missoula won the championship, it, it's crazy. But I'm glad that you brought that up real quick here on the chumps. Forty four minutes in, the odds came out in Vegas today. Of course, they're picking the Milwaukee Bucks to win the championship when the Celtics were picked earlier. I think some of these situations with the injuries with Williams and Gallinari, and of course the coaching change. I think they're giving the Celtics a little bit less credit. And of course, um, uh, MVP projected MVP this year. This year is my guy Luka Doncic. From the uh, Dallas Mavericks, he's the do-it-all guy. He's the Larry Bird at the two-guard position. All right, the Sports Trumps is brought to you by Northeast Auto Body, 775 Hoffman Ave, Johnston, Rhode Island. Hours of operation, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Family owned and operated for over 20 years. NortheastAutoBodyRI.com, phone number 401-437-8444. Not only does Northeast do auto body work, but they provide mechanic work, they provide car rentals and car inspections. Northeast is a beast in the auto body world. Please contact Northeast Auto Body for all your car needs. 401-437-8444. Dream, take it. Yeah, Nails, real quick, before we put a bow on the NBA, which we already did, but I'm unbowing it, um, I just want to throw a name at you that you're going to be watching, you're going to hear about, and you're going to, you're going to probably send me a text someday and say, look at this guy, but I'm going to give you a little heads up. Just found out about him today. He's the next guy, okay? Mm -hmm. So you talk about names that are going to be coming in. He's still in high school. He's in France. His name is Victor Wembanyama, okay? You're say that say, name again. Victor Wembanyama. Okay. Okay? Okay, he's seven foot four. 
He's got an eight eight inch, like he's got an eight foot wingspan. Mm -hmm. This guy literally can stand there and pretty much dunk the basketball without jumping. So we talked about last year with the unicorn, the kid from uh, Chet Holmgren from uh, the Oklahoma City, who, by the way, did another like. Did the kid move? Does he have bad feet? Yeah, right. Well, that's what you worry about right away. Exactly. No, no, no issue here yet. But the kid Holmgren's already out for the season. We talked about him being the next guy. He's seven feet. He can shoot threes. But this kid's seven four and he can shoot threes. They're saying he's seven two, but so the rumor is he's closer to. Seven foot four. He's only 215 pounds. He's from France. He needs to bulk up a little bit. Projected number one pick in the draft. And he's on one of those French teams that's going to come to uh, the USA to play one of the G League teams, the Ignite team, which has the kid Scooty Henderson, who's another like top five projected pick. Scooter? So there's a lot of things going on right now. Scooter Henderson? Sco that's Scooty Henderson. Scooty? Yeah. Not Scooter? No, it's Scooty. So just look, but look out for Victor Wenbanyama. He's the next big name. Victor that, uh, Wenbanyama. Yep. Okay. Say that 20 times. No. I'm good. All right. All right. Up next, our favorite topic. Chump of the week, or should I say chumps of the week. Chump of the week. Chump of the week. I'm going to let the dream take this one, and then I'll give my opinion. Yeah, I hope so because I need a little bit of help with this. I'm I'm like a little perplexed. I mean, I saw the play. It's obviously the Miami Dolphins organization for allowing Tua Tagovailoa to go out and play on Thursday night football after if you watched the Sunday game the prior week, okay, you watched him go down, get up, and then all of a sudden look woozy. And of course, I think he's trying to fight his way back into the game and say, oh, I hurt my back. Listen, I watched the game. I watched the play. That's not a back injury. Okay, that kid, got he's got his bell rung. That was a concussion. There's no way you can spin to me that that kid should have been out there three and a half, not even four days later on Thursday night football, where, of course, he got thrown to the turf and hurt again. So subsequently, the, when the smoke cleared, the, the, the organization decides to fire the doctor, who I guess we've talked about this. He's an NFL doctor. He's not their doctor. He's an unaffiliated yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit confused, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm confused. Dream's confused here. 48 minutes into the chumps. Why this guy, why you're firing a guy that's an NFL doctor? What about your doctor? And the bottom line is Mike McDaniel, the rookie head coach. I know he's trying to win football games. I know Tua wants to be out there because he wants the big contract. I get all of this. But, like, to me, head coach. He trumps everything, even if someone's cleared. A Chain few, of command. Yes. I think I think McDaniel should have stepped up. I think it's the first blemish on his resume right now is the fact that he let Tua go out there. you got Teddy Bridgewater waiting in the wings. you got a solid backup quarterback. It's not like you're throwing out your third, fourth string guy or some guy off the practice squad. You go at Bridgewater. I don't care how much the player says, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Sit down, you're not playing. That's it. End of story. Doctors, no doctors. You see it on the field. I don't even need a doctor's opinion to know his knees buckled is a problem. Yeah. Okay? The only time your knees buckle is when you get hit hard in the head. Yeah. Do you, do you agree with me after seeing that play that yeah. that's not a back? Now, maybe oh. he did hurt his back on the play also, but that was his, his listen. His he, knees buckled. He couldn't even walk. All that right. was foolish. Then they put him in, and now he's having the the, the, the hands freezing. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's no good. Yeah. You know, the doctor's to blame, the head coach is to blame, the trainer's to blame. The player's going to say, yeah, I want to play. I mean, you're not playing. Yeah. So Take we almost don't off. even blame Tua. I mean, because I'm the kind of guy yeah, like... You can't blame no, I'm Tua. the kind of guy I've been hurt in sports and like I play... You're hurt now. You got the band on? Yeah, I want to play though. Yeah. You know me. Yeah. I, 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 I can't say right. what I would say on air. 
Because you would know what I'm going to say. Right. Sit down. But I need someone to tell me I'm not. Right. I need someone to tell me I'm not Step playing. Step up. Be a coach. If not, I'm playing. But you're not playing. Okay, then I'm not playing. All right. I, but they didn't do it. That's not what McDaniel you did. you got to step up. Yeah. Step up. So I, I like this kid, coach. Mike McDaniel. He looks like he knows what he's doing. He's out of the shit. Oh, yeah, obviously he doesn't. No, he's as a football coach, X's and O's. He knows, but I, as a football yeah. coach, he doesn't know what he's doing because Tua is hurt. That That's, kid is never going to be the same. You're going to see, and then the kid that hit him, yeah. he's not going to be the same either. No, you true. don't want to see that on the field. Yeah. And, and not only that, the play, that's a hard thing to watch. Yeah. Brady should say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go put the microphone now in front of me. I'm good. By the way, I don't want to make light of the situation. It was versus the Bengals. Those uniforms that the Bengals wore on Thursday night were disgusting. They were homely. Okay, stick with the Bungles uniform, the black and the, and the orange. I saw some kind of white with black. It was, they were homely. That doesn't, that, that, those, are the, those are the new thing. The, the, the players designed those, and they can wear them for one game. Let's not get into that. Well, Moving on. Aggressive. This day in sports history. Sports history. Sports history. This day in sports history. All right. So, Nails, um, I know you get a little upset when I go back too far, but I'm doing it, okay? There's a lot of correlations here. You're going back to the days of Adi Golf? Before that. Okay. So, on, on, this day, Octo on this day, October 9th, 1919, okay? Hold on. The Chicago White Sox, they lose 10-5 at Comiskey Park. Where's the story here? They lost more than just a baseball game. They lost the World Series. This is how this whole thing came out this, about the Black Sox yeah, I was just scandal. Say that. Okay, yep. And of course, you know, back then, people don't know this. It wasn't best out of seven. It was best out of nine, okay? So they lost the series 5-3 to the Cincinnati Reds, okay? And of course, this prompted the whole Black Sox scandal as, nine. you know, the, the movie Eight Men Out. 1988, great film. You had you had Charlie Sheen playing left field as Hap Felch. You had, of course, the third baseman was um, was Buck Weaver, played by um, oh God, I forgot his name. I, wow, I had a I had a memory left. Of course, Delcar's gonna text right out. He's gonna send it right in who the third baseman was, but it was Buck Weaver. Delcar, don't let us down. Great movie. Anyways, this is the like the this is by the way the, the the ironic part about this. This is the last movie where you had no commissioner in place. So because of this scandal. They went out and got a judge to be the new commissioner of baseball. And it was Kennesaw Martin Landis, tough guy. He said, I want a lifetime contract. And, of course, the players were acquitted, okay? Mm -hmm. They got acquitted. They lost some of the some of the uh, documents. So they decided to acquit the players. And Landis stepped in and said, anybody, John Cusack, nice job, Nails. I mean, uh, Delcai, you're, you're right on point, as always. Sister Joan Cusack used to be in... Uh, the show on on uh, Showtime with, uh, with William C Macy. Anyways, uh, nice job, Delca. Eight men out. We love 19- you, Delca. We yeah, love you. Eight men out, nineteen eighty eight, and of course, Landis takes over and says, "I don't care if they've been acquitted. Anybody who's even linked to gambling will never play Major League Baseball again." So he had the power. He had. He said, "I want total autonomy. It's my. It's a dictatorship. It's my show." He said, "Basically, you're, you're all nobody. You'll never play Major right, League Baseball left again." Hand. All right, we are late, late, late innings here on the Chumps. AM 790, the score. Neil's concerned about possible pokage. The pen, he's sleeveless. I don't know. 
Nails flexing on Facebook Live. We're getting to the finish line here. All right, now he just did something else. Where I don't know if it was a pirouette. I don't know. All right, he didn't twist all the way around. It wasn't pretty. That's all I'm going to say. And by the way, Nail, I just want to let you know, if you haven't seen the movie Eight Men Out, or, or if you want to hear that episode that you and I did, it was a canned episode from over a year ago. Go back to episode 12 of The Chumps, did a little homework on that. It was shameless was the show. All right, Del Car. All right, Del Car, enough. All right, go back to episode 12 of The Chumps, and it was our top 10 baseball movies, and I think I had Eight Men Out in my top five. Love that movie. John Cusick played by uh, Buck Weaver, played the hot corner. And of course, uh, Frazier's father was, uh, was the, the pen, manager. The pen. All right, Nails All right I got a special request tonight yeah. from Dean the Dream. Sick, we're sick. Waves for the babes, curls for the girls, MOD, master of disaster, king of sting. Makes your back crack and your liver quiver. And you got to the left of him some blue-eyed soul. Oh, that's hardcore. He yes. wants three minutes of local flavoring. The, the floor is yours. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, Nails. Obviously, we're up against it here. But it's, it, I got to say, it's been a tough summer physically with the whole thing with the arm and the arthritis and getting the waiver and being able to play. I knew that, obviously, I wanted to be a part of it. I love the guys I play with. Um, I just want to give a shout out to, to my, my baseball squad and the 40 and over division and the men's, up. and the men's senior baseball league. No, I don't think I'll tear up. It wasn't like emotional. We, we rolled, but, um, this team, this team was great all year. We finished 23, one and one, one tie because of a curfew. The team was dialed in all year. We had hitting, we had pitching, we had defense. And I just want to give a shout out to my teammates. I was just happy to ride the wave and be a part of it. They allowed me to pitch a couple of innings last, last week in the semifinal game. And that's a testament to my coach, Spencer Tremblay, who I guess has won some championships but hadn't won one as a manager yet. And I got to give him all the credit for running the Somerset Braves this year and dealing with a lot of quirky personalities and, you know, who's not getting at-bats and who's not getting innings. This team was loaded. It was really, really difficult to crack the field on this team. And I got to give a lot of credit to the to the guys for sticking through it. And... um. We, we, we rolled through the Dodgers, Frank Rebezzo's Dodgers. They gave us a valiant effort, but um, it wasn't to be. We won 11-3 in game one and 14-2 last night. And the the, uh, the Somerset Braves are the uh, 40 and over uh, 2022 champs of the uh, Rimsville Men's Senior Baseball League. And I'm just proud to be a part of it and just happy that I was able to contribute a little bit. I just want to say a big shout out to the Somerset Braves. And Mr. Salitro is very proud of you right now. No, thank you. I appreciate it. I went to see him the other day. You know, told him I, I kind of had a feeling that we were gonna we were gonna finish the job, but I was like, you know what? It's like this is why I put the uniform on. I believe he would still want me to be out there playing and just being a part of it, be in the dugout and just be a teammate. And it was just it was fun to see and just be a part of. And now obviously I take a little bit of a break for a month now and it's on to uh listen, it's on to uh, to West Palm, I guess, in Florida in 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 uh in uh the second or third week of November. So now we can just Concentrate on doing some more shows before we have to do maybe a canned edition of the Sports Jumps. Um, the Sports Jumps, Season 2, Episode 14, is dedicated to the Somerset Braves and Mr. Salitro. My name is Mikey Nails. And I'm Dean the Dream, and you've been listening to the Sports Jumps on AM790 The Score. Enjoy your week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Someday. When I'm awfully low When the world is cold I will feel a glow Just thinking of you
Just the way. 